The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show on a victory week. Thank goodness. <laughs> Great game. Kind of, sort of. We got the W. Most important thing. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 607. On today's show, we will have victory. Raiders are now 3-7. and seven. Could be better, but it certainly could be as bad as the Broncos. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm kind of laughing. At least we're above them, and boy, their fan base is going crazy. We're going to hit on that. We do a pregame for the Seahawks, right? The 12th man is really in there, and they're doing really well. And they got six wins on the season, and uh, they're playing super well. And who would have thought that when they lost Russell Wilson that they would play better than they have the last couple seasons with him? But uh, they have. And Pete Carroll, and he's a heck of a coach. That and the bone line should wrap up this show. So let's get to it, shall we? Okay, well, <laughs> couldn't say it better myself, but let's ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, please, please. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. 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 Well, what can I say about this game other than it started out like a typical game of this season? Uh, The defense struggled to keep the Broncos' anemic offense from scoring, yet, you know, they scored the first touchdown right there in the first quarter and then a field goal, thank goodness, in the second quarter where we scored our first TD. Now, I got to tell you, Nathaniel Hackett is on the super hot seat because, of course, the Broncos were bought by the Walmart multi-billionaires. They have plenty of money. Uh, They overpaid for Wilson. I think they paid him a quarter billion, $250 million. So they have a declining quarterback that was declining while he was with the uh, Seahawks. And Pete Carroll looks like a genius <laughs> at this point. And the Broncos look miserable. And while they are miserable, you could listen to, uh, well, here's one of the podcasts I thought was amazing insight by one of their fans. So funny. Derek Carr cried so much last week that Russell Wilson tried to visit him in the hospital. Well, I hope Derek Carr returns the favor since Russ will be crying all of this week. Welcome back to hell, Broncos fans. We are now officially at the new, 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 new worst game ever. Three times this season, Denver jumps out to a 10-0 lead, and all three times, they lose. Josh McDaniels, say what you want, but he's an elite coach at helping the Broncos lose. In fact, I can see him in the Hall of Fame one day. That's right, with a bust. And right next to him, a bust of Melvin Gordon. And the stat reads, two men who are more responsible for Broncos losses than anyone else in human history. (laughs) Oh, we got a Melvin Gordon fumble returning in the new, 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 new worst game ever. Ooh. How bad is it watching Broncos football? Uh, it's like knowing you're dying, that you're gonna die. Like your guts are already spilled out. And right before you die, 
out of nowhere for no reason, your wife comes up to tell you she's also been cheating on you, and then you die. That's what it's like to watch Broncos football this season. Pain followed by embarrassment, followed by shame, followed by more fucking pain, man. Sorry for being emotional. The Broncos with Josh McDaniels as their coach started out 6-0. The Broncos are now 0-6 to the Raiders over the last three years with Josh McDaniels as their head coach. In the battle for the suck, no team actually walks away a winner despite what that stupid scoreboard will tell you. And this was a game where both teams did not win. The Raiders just did not not win a little better than the Broncos. Over three and a half hours of our life have been permanently deleted. A nightmare that never ends. That's how I describe Broncos football. It's like being awake during open heart surgery, but the doctors don't notice and you can't scream because of the anesthesia. Now, the Broncos have one of the best defenses in the league. Actually, the best or the second best defense. So I think the Raiders played pretty well to have tied the game at the end. But the overtime was over the top. It was quick and easy. Devontae Adams, Adams wave into the crowd. Goodbye. After we sweep the Broncos six times in a row. Gotta love that. I love it so much. Can't wait to do that to the Chiefs. Faux show. But the stats are kind of crazy. You know, the Broncos put up 320 yards where the Raiders put up 407. I mean, that's almost, well, that's almost uh, 70 yards more. But we got nine penalties, man. Nine penalties. Now, the rest might have felt bad for the Broncos, but... Nine penalties for a hundred yards. Absolutely unacceptable by any stretch of any imagination. Coming from the coach that said, we're going to work on penalties this year and eliminate them because we don't want to beat ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so in this game. But uh, Carr played good enough, no interceptions. Uh, Wilson, you know, wasn't helping himself very much because there were multiple players open for the Broncos, which I gasped at big time. I thought, man, if he could have saw that guy, you know, he kept throwing to the same receiver like he was focused on this guy the whole game. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. A victorious postgame show, uh, an overtime winner, 22-16, a game that it looked like it was going to be a story of more frustration, but uh, uh, luckily, uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos decided to throw the ball away on third down, and uh, the Raiders took advantage, and you got to give them credit for that, uh, a win that, I mean, it's not going to change their season or anything to, to put them at three and seven, but uh, just in terms of the morale, in terms of w- what this team needs to to kind of get through the rest of the season, um, yeah, this was a game that if, if they lose, uh, it, it would have been tough, but uh, but they get the win. Um, Devontae Adams, heroics, uh, Max Crosby, heroics, and uh, and there they are. They have uh, swept the Broncos at least. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos got out to a 10 0 lead, and you can tell their fans are getting pretty excited about, okay, this actually could be a good day. Raiders may, you know, may fold, but you know, their star players and their leaders stepped up. I mean, Max Crabby's had, uh, what, two sacks, a forced fumble on a blocked field goal. Dante Adams, 140 yards, receiving two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs ran the ball really well all day long. Derek Carr made the throws late. He had to make. So their leaders stepped up. Their star players stepped up and made plays. And that, like the Sean said, the mood after the game was, uh, it was fun to see. Their players were very excited. I don't think you saw on TV dancing in the, the tunnel in the locker room there. Just everyone was like, you know, giggling and smiling, hugging. Just a, a nice change for them after the really miserable last three weeks. So I think um, a, a win is great and they got to win. So let's see what they can do from they can build on this next week. Yeah, I mean, and it, it was two drives that they uh, that they absolutely needed, and and they got big plays in those big moments. I I mean, obviously, the story on the Denver side is going to be what the hell are you doing on that third down? I mean, there there's there there's one thing that can't happen if you're the Broncos. I mean, like Russell Wilson should just fall, crumple to the ground, take a sack, uh, and, and blow those forty seconds off the clock. Um, but uh, but that's that's for Broncos fans to worry about. The Raiders took advantage, and you know, the, the first touchdown he had to Devontae Adams. 
they tried to double cover him. And like, you know, Devontae, I think, said that maybe last week or the, or the week before is like, hey, it shouldn't matter if I'm double covered. Like, you know, throw me the ball. And um, that that's proof of that. I mean, it doesn't matter if Devontae Adams is double covered. You uh, you you get him the ball and he can beat double coverage for I mean, and that was a fairly easy touchdown even with in, in double coverage. Yeah, and he was matched up with Pat Chatain, who might be the best cornerback in the league. And, you know, and so, I mean, um, even when he's matched up against the best, you know, against a defense that's statistically coming into today, you could argue is the best defense in the league. Like, he's too good of a player for you to go away from him just because he might not be wide open. You know, I think one player we got to give a lot of credit to is Foster Morrow. Um I mean, he was involved a lot in the in the pass blocking um, because he kind of had to be, you know, with, without Colton Miller, you were going to need that extra, you know, tight end helping to block. And so, um, you know, I know there was like a lot of chatter, you know, be, before this last year of his rookie contract. And, you know, Darren Wallace said before the season, yeah, you know, it's it's too bad that he's going to be gone next year because he's a starter in this league. And, you know, you, we kind of expected with Waller out that he would have a big role in the offense and he hasn't. Um, it's It's, you know, we saw that last season when we kind of thought that maybe he would he would take a big step up, uh, you know, catching the ball and uh, really hasn't. But um, despite really being a blocker for most of the game, when, first play of overtime, boom, what, 30, 33 yard reception. Um, nice, nice catch and run that really set them up. And, uh, you know, the next play, they walk it off. And I know Devontae Adams you know, made certain to, to recognize after the game, like a lot of people are going to talk about my touchdown, but that doesn't happen without Foster making that play before. Yeah, it was a nice play action play. I think the play before that, Josh uh, Jacobs had a nice big run, but uh, he sold it well. He sold it as another like play action play, and you could, you could tell he was kind of uh, blocking in, and he kind of cut out and made a nice catch and got some extra yards. So, um, yeah, it doesn't matter how many balls you catch; it matters when you catch them and, and how big they are as far as the, you know, the impact of the game. I was going to add, I'm still surprised by uh, Russell Wilson. He's just not very good. I mean, I, I know he's. Uh, <laughs> and this was like his best game of the season too. Like this probably yeah, the best game of the year. That's what, <laughs> Which is, I, I can't believe that's true, but uh, just like in terms of his like reactions and his you know, pocket presence and uh, just, uh, it's just weird. And like he was so good just a few years ago. And that's one of the reasons why they're losing. It's Russell Wilson. He's playing terrible football. And if you think Carr is bad, we'll take a look at the videos uh, regarding Russell Wilson. And we didn't pay him anywhere near 250 mil. And thank goodness for Josh Jacobs, one of the only guys that didn't get a contract. 24 carries for 109 yards. This guy was the battering ramp because his longest run was 15 yards. So you know he was taking it. He was a reason for our first downs. He was a reason for our third down conversion. He was a reason and we won the game. It was funny to watch Latavius Murray out there playing because he played for us for a while. Pretty pretty good player, too. Before we cut him, I guess we didn't want to pay him. And I don't know how many years he's been in the league, but it's been a long time. Very productive running back. And, um, well, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, again, fumbled the ball to the Raiders on the goal line. Almost cost him the ball, almost cost him the game right there. And as a scapegoat for this game... They cut this young man from their team like he was the problem. I don't think so. Devontae Adams, seven receptions for 141 yards. 35 yards was as long with two, count them, two touchdowns. One of them was the win in overtime. Now, the funny thing I thought, you know, I was – not too happy with the game, like I haven't been the whole season. But when we had the toss and we won the overtime toss, I think it was probably the first time in this season because most often we lose the overtime toss. But I think that was a really great sign. I When I saw that, I was like, whoa, whoa, we're, we might even win this game. Overtime period, we'll play a 10-minute period where each team will have an opportunity to possess the ball unless the first team possess the ball scores a touchdown or the defense scores. If no one scores at the end of the period, the game will end in a tie. The Las Vegas being the visiting team, will make the call. This side is tails, this side is heads. Heads is the call. Heads. 
You win the talk. You take the ball. Las Vegas will receive the ball on this end of the field. E.J. Turner back to return. McManus kicking. A little squibber. Amir Abdullah will grab this from the five. And a solid return, churning past the 30-yard line. That's where Derek Carr will set up shop for the Raiders. Derek Carr, another solid performance. This is three in a row since they got shut out by New Orleans where Carr has played a strong game. I really look at Carr as, as a top-flight quarterback in this league. I, I really think he is, and he really has his finger on the pulse of this organization. The guys respect him. He leads them every single day. Now he's got this opportunity to lead them here in overtime. It is Josh Jacobs, his 24th carry of the day. This one will not go for much. Singleton is there. Second down coming up. Derek Carr visibly emotional in a press conference after the loss last week to the Colts. He said he wanted his guys to respond. They seemingly have. Can they do it in overtime? Second down. Off the fake. Carr wheels. Morrow is there. Big gainer into Denver territory. Down to the 35. Well, we talked about other guys having to step up. Here is Morrow. And a great play action. Little counter. Little pull in the guards. Occupies the eyes of the linebacking core. They don't get the coverage, and there he is protecting the football. He understands the importance right now. That's the first grab of the day for Morrow. It goes for 33 to get into Denver territory at the 35. Fake to Jacobs. Carr loads up. Adams is open. Walk-off touchdown. A sweep of the Broncos for Las Vegas. They're going to go over it like it's an over route, and he's going to fake that over, and then, bam, hit the corner the opposite side. Sertan just reads it, and he jumps the over, and there goes Adams in for the touchdown. Game ender, goodbye. Now, Matt Holland's another six receptions, 52 yards. Jacobs had a great reception for a 43-yard dash that saved our life on a third down. Foster Moreau was on fire as well. His one catch for 33 yards saved us, and that was the, the catch that helped Adams get into the, the end zone. You know, Cole, great job as well. I mean, we, we have something that a lot of teams don't have, which is kind of advantageous. We have a true fullback. He's from Germany. And he's a bruiser. And that is actually helping us to get these runs and, and do a great job for Josh Jacobs. And we should be happy that we have him. I think his name is Johnson, by the way. And he played a very substantial part in this win. And Cor Cortland Sutton is the guy that... that uh, Keeps getting the ball, whether he's open or not. Wilson seems to have some infatuation with this character because there could be two guys wide open and Sutton still gets the ball when he's absolutely not open. So that's a Bronco problem, not our problem. But let me just say this after the game in the locker room press conference. Let's listen to that because it really says a lot. You that boy. You that boy. <laughs> It started on Monday of last week. You had great resolve, you had great effort in practice, you prepared hard, and you strained. Okay, and it took it took 64 minutes. Where's AJ Cole at? Come on, AJ Cole. This group, you should believe in yourself. Okay, I'm just telling you, you just got to believe in one another. You got to keep getting better. We got to keep working at it. It's been a long season. It's November. Oh. 
It's Thanksgiving week. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. We got a victory. Ah! Now, what it says to me is our team was uh, really trying to get a win. I don't think anybody was given up at all uh, from what I thought before. I mean, these guys were so, so happy about the win. It just leads me to believe that, yeah, the coach and his scheme might not be the best, but I think these players are playing hard for him, irregardless of what they think. I think they're trying to win these games. I don't know if our coach is up to it. I don't know if it's, the jury's still out. We'll just have to see because we got no choice. He's going to be our coach for at least another season. So let's just hope that his scheme improves and the way he calls games improves because you know, the learning curve here is brutal for the fans. Playing fast has always been fun for me, um, and I enjoy it when it's time. And there's a time and a place for it. And and I'm not so wise to know when that is. Coaches, you know, coaches study those things, and you know, they, they, they he would know better than I do. You know, uh, especially he's looking at the whole team aspect of it. And so, uh, for me, I've always enjoyed it. I've always loved it. Um, so if he ever wants to, I'm I'm always excited. He knows that. You know, I, I love doing that. Um, I just always think that the mental part, if you can think fast and process fast, um, then you can have an advantage. Um, but also there's, you know, st- you know, when you huddle and do things different ways, you can get in different shifts and different kind of things that you can't really do up tempo. So, um, you know, there's, you know, depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Is there a level of understanding of the playbook that needs to be there, not just for you, but across the board um, to be able to communicate at the line of scrimmage like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and you would hope that, you know, in OTAs and training camp, you, you figure those things out, you know. Um, you know, there's been times this year where, you know, coach goes fast and sometimes when we don't. And um, so I think he feels comfortable when we do. Uh, I can't speak for him, but, um, you know, there's a time and a place for it for sure. So do you know that he's going to run the route that he ran on that touchdown pass? or, or uh, that's On the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, coach, you know, draw, drew up and Tay, you know, uh, put put his you know own thing on it, and uh, you know we had we had run across the field and hit you know a 24 yarder earlier, and uh, he broke to the right on that one, and uh, that's the play coach called, and um, yeah, you gotta give Josh credit, give Tay credit, um, you know, and that especially the O line, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about it if it wasn't for them. <laughs> but great victory for the Raiders and a great victory during Thanksgiving. And by the way, before I get even too far. Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Nation. Randy and I want to throw that out there. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. May the Lord bless your table and all that are around it. Let me just say that. So good win, Raiders. Good win for the team. Great win for the fans. And the six times we have swept (laughs) the Broncos for me. Personally, it's exceptionally good, and it makes me very happy to see this disgruntled Bronco fans because I'm telling you, man, you go to see a game there, they're the worst. So good job, Raiders. Good job, all the players. They all played pretty hard, pretty well. Our defense was still shaky. I don't know what to do about that, but we got the job done, and... uh Couldn't happen to a better foe. Absolutely not. Good job, Raiders. All right, Sunday, November 27th at 1.05 p.m., the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Lumen Field where they face the 12th man, <laughs> please, and that neon green yuck, the Seacocks that are 6-4. and four. Let's talk about this contest. Well, at kickoff, the temperature is supposed to be around 40 to 43 degrees, and it should be raining. <laughs> Of different kinds, maybe light, maybe heavy. 
We're not sure yet, but uh, that's what it's looking like for this game. Something the Raiders certainly aren't used to. And let me just tell you, the Seahawks, last time I remember them playing the Seahawks, I was in London. And it was a brutal beatdown. And I hope this team remembers that game and brings some of that frustration and anger right at them in their own house. The teams are pretty evenly matched. I mean, to be quite honest, um, quite evenly matched. So you have to look at the differences here. I think their defense is pretty strong still. And their coach, Pete Carroll, man, he's like the Teflon Don. This is his third franchise he's been at, and he's done very well here with very little to do. I thought it was going to be a joke for the Seahawks this year. Uh, but Nate, their team is lifted up and they're six and four. <laughs> they're playing pretty good football. Let me just start with Gino Smith. Here's a guy that was reborn here in Seattle. This guy came back to life under Pete Carroll, which tells you a lot about Russell Wilson, who would not wear an armband with plays on it because he was too proud or he didn't want to, but seemed to be a contention amongst other things that got him traded for <laughs> for a quarter million dollars and two first-round picks and two second-round picks. Matter of fact, if it started today, they would draft right behind us, thanks to the Broncos. That's crazy. And they're winning, which is also incredible. So... I just think that Pete Carroll has done such a fabulous job scheming and putting the team around Geno Smith that it's amazing to see. Now, this is what I mean by coaching. This is what I mean by what difference a good coach makes to a bad coach. You know, Geno Smith was on the the, the uh, rubble heap, and when they got him, you know, they were like, okay, well, let's see how he does. And he has come to life. He's playing the smartest football he's played since I remember seeing him. And the other team, which I, the other thing I think is pretty important is the team has really embraced him. They're playing together. They're playing as a team. They bought in to the Pete Carroll playbook, which they've had for a while. Our playbook is very new, and I guess it's pretty difficult. Uh, don't ask me about the defense, because I still I still just don't believe our defense is so lame. And I, I still believe that <laughs> we have enough firepower as far as personnel go to make it work, but I don't want to get into anything negative because it was a really positive week for the Raiders. Our defense needs a great deal of help, and I think it starts with the coach. However, with the Seahawks, this is going to be a tough, tough game. Although we're very evenly matched in areas, I just think this is a game is going to depend on how our coach schemes it out. Because I know this, Pete Carroll will be ready to play, his players are going to be ready to play. They're at home. The 12th man is no joke. It gets super loud there. And the Raiders are going into hostile territory. Because the last time, like I said, I saw them in London, the Seahawks just beat the living daylights out of us. And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting at least a contest, but it was a blowout. A blowout. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see a good game. And even if we come out with the L, I want to see us play up to our potential because if we do, we can win. But again, like I say, this, this, this whole game is going to be on coaching. Watch the moves, the plays, because Derek Carr needs a little more help from the coach as far as options on each play. Now, we've already been told that he gets two plays that he gets to go on with per down. I think that's kind of ludicrous, but I don't know if the entire team knows the playbook yet. 
You know, it's hard to say because it's supposed to be very complicated, like I said. Let's hope that there's some changes, some growth on the coaching side as far as, far as the expansion of an easier playbook so that we can get some victories here. Yeah, I'd like to see the Raiders win the rest of the games. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care about the draft pick. We'll get whoever we get, where we get it. Certainly don't want to see the fans suffer through a losing season where we pick, you know, the top five. I'd like to see some victory. I'd like to see some production and some improvement to see that we're going in the right direction. Now we can't help our defense. I don't know what they're going to do at the end of the year. I don't know what Patrick Graham has going on in his contract, but I hope it's skinny and mini, and I hope we can find someone else like Gus Bradley, for crying out loud, who who with this very team right here will be doing 100% better. So let me go on from that and just say, hey, man, it will be a great game in Seattle. If you're going, have a great time. You're going to see what the 12th man is all about. And I believe we have more of a 12th man there in Las Vegas than they have there in Seattle. Uh, The Raider Nation shows up big, and I know that there'll be some Raider fans in the crowd there because there always is there in Seattle. I look for a close game. Um, You know, they statistically they should win, but I sure think we can win. It just depends on who shows up, and it's going to be a foul-weather game. It'll be interesting to see. So on that note, go Raiders. I have all the faith in our team just from our last victory. I just think that that locker room, man, was pretty evident to where their heart is as far as this team goes. Um, And I think they're starting to gel. Let's just hope that that victory drives us on to another one that we could string two in a row, that would be progress in this season. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on that bone line because we need you. <laughs> we do, man. This show is nothing without the callers. So call in, give us your takes, vent out if you got to, give us a shout out if you want to. We are here for the Raider Nation. And our first caller is Over the Pond Raider, because he didn't leave a name, but that's what his name is now. (laughs) What is happening, my good brother? Oh, my word. I'm so down with this Raiders at the moment. Oh, but even worse than that, I've only just found you guys, and you're talking about critics. Oh, but don't you dare leave without recommending somebody else, because I've been through other Raiders podcasts, and they just don't float my boat. Got to be you guys. Thank you, Raider here. Got to go. Catch you later. I'm going to miss you. I think he said Baggy Raider. I think that's who it is. He's called before. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. It's been 18 years, and it's not have to, nothing to do with the team, like I said before. I appreciate the call, man. Anytime you want to call, I know it costs you big money to call over here. So, first of all, I appreciate that, the effort, and uh, it costs you, bro. I appreciate it. And our next caller, you know him, and you got to love him because I do. It is the Prez. Prez is in the house. What you got for us, my good brother? Raider Nation, this is the Prez, and I am sending a shout-out and a salute to Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the Raider Nation, as always. Let's get down to it, shall we? First and foremost, I am very happy to come home to get a W yesterday. I snuck in, put under the radar. I, um... Did six weeks out in the water, extremely tired, but I got a boost of um, energy yesterday watching that ending of the game. You got to love it. Despite the situation that we are in, 
it did feel good to have a W and for the Raider Nation to be happy instead of doom and gloom. And I'm going to keep it positive and um, that's wishes. That's wishes. I'm sorry. Whatever we decide to do and go forth, maybe we'll work it out. I wish the best for all parties involved. Um, hopefully, um, I kind of suspect that maybe possibly it'll be cheap and feasible. Um, I would hate it if uh, Carr had to leave and go, but maybe he'll prosper elsewhere. He's a good guy. I don't have any ill will toward him. I just think that personally maybe he should flourish where he'd be more appreciated, less up under pressure because you know how it goes. And with that being said, Raider Nation, um, have a good Thanksgiving. Eat well. The holidays are almost upon us. We'll see how it goes. Don't get your expectations too high. Just take it for what it is. That would be the best thing to do. Just say, hey, I'm going to watch the Raiders if I can and just, like, wish for a, a good victory. And if they pull it out, the better it is. If not, it's no big deal because we already know what we're going through. It's a mess right now, and it's going to take a little time, unfortunately, for the 10,000 billion time to get it <laughs> cleaned up. So this is the optimistic prayers, and I am saying, hey, Raider Nation, Y'all have a good one. Have a Thanksgiving. Ready, Greg. Ready, Randy. Take care. Raiders. Well, there's some optimism, I think. <laughs> I love Carr. I hope he stays. I hope they build that team around him and make the playbook easier for him to understand. But whatever happens, man, I know he's playing his heart out. He's doing the best he can. Let's not wish for too much because we know how long it took for us to get a quarterback like Derek Carr, a very long time, and I think eight quarterbacks before we landed on him, and he's been a steady ship ever since. That's true. It's been the coaching that has been the problem, but I digress. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my good brother. As always, man, six weeks out at sea. That's a long time. I know you're making the money, and I'm glad you are. And next from Scranton, PA, you already know his name, Raider Chris. He's in the house. What's up, my brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. And I'm going to say this. Good win. We, you know, I think personally, McDummy wanted this one even more because it was against his old team. You've never seen him push. Jacobs running that many times in one game this year. Go back and look at it. This was personal to McDummy. So let's not get our hopes up on this. This isn't going to be a start of a run. He still wants a top four pick. And he's not going to win games to blow that. He's just not. He wants this to be the Las Vegas Patriots. Forget the commitments to excellence, all that stuff. Nope, nope, nope. So, I mean, we all know who the MVPs are. We do. Crosby, Carr, Jacobs. Perryman, you can give it to. Adams. But my man, Harmon, he was carted off the field. And what happened? He came back to the game and played. You know what Waller was doing that entire time? Changing his hoodie. That's all he was doing. So, I mean, good win. We'll play the Seahawks. Back to reality. We'll lose. And that's just what it is. Hate to be the, be that guy, but I'm that guy. Raider Nation. I'll be calling out to the next week and be saying I told you so. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, first of all, I respect your perspective. Honestly, it could be. Could be he wanted to rub it in their face. It's not like we blew him out, though. It's not like we were offensive juggernauts in this game. I mean, it went into overtime and... uh like that. So I mean I mean I don't know. That's that's a lot of drama. It could be he's looking for that top five pick. I wouldn't doubt it. Um he's still snaky dude as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm not changing um my rants because of one win. The team looked like it was super happy. I can't imagine having, you know, two and seven uh looking at two and eight. Uh, for a football team full of proud young men. But uh, we'll see. We got the Seacocks coming up, and that will be a real decider because if we can put together two wins in a row, maybe that's not so true.
But again, my friend, I cannot deny what you have said. Thanks for the call, my brother. And our next caller from Southern California, Raider Sam. He's in the house. What's up, my good brother? What up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? It's Raider Sam from SoCal. Just win, baby. Straight up, man. I don't care how they look or, you know, how they take it. Man, I'll say, you know, again and again, a win is a win, you know? OT or no T, man. I don't, you know, it's always good to be the division rival, man, especially the orange jackasses. So, you know, I'm pretty hyped up about that, man, even though the record sucks. You know, it feels good to win, man. It, you know, winning cures everything for sure. You know, it's it's the best medicine, you know, after feeling these sick sick losses, man. These losses have been, like, sickening the way they're they're ending up, you know. So it's, uh, it's good, man. And, you know, you know, and the fans want to lose for a draft pick, man, please. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm so tired of losing, man. All we do is I want to stack dubs, not L's, you know. I just I'm tired of seeing the team lose. I mean, and it ain't like draft picks were good to us anyways, you know, except for a few gems here and there in the past 20 years, man. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's better for us to win, win games now than, than to lose for a draft pick. At least that's what I believe, you know. Um, and I heard you, you know, talk about Carr. I mean, I mean, it, it's crazy, man, how the nation is divided with Carr. It's like, like the other nation – you know, the country divided politically, you know, and I'm not even going to get into all that, but I mean, for all the car haters, man, I, I don't know. I mean, you just, you don't know what you have till it's gone, man. You know, I don't know if they don't realize, remember, or just don't know how many QBs we went through before car, you know, I'm not going to name them all, but just go ahead and Google it. You know, if you don't remember and see how many we went through, I mean, yeah, he's not like a Mahomes or, you know, I wish he'd run more, but man, we, we could definitely win with him. You know, his whole nine years here, our defense has sucked. We've always sucked in defense, even though Dennis Allen and Dale Rio were defensive coordinators. Reggie McKenzie was a defensive guy. It didn't matter, man. The defense always sucked. Just imagine if we had a top-ten defense, you know. I mean, he's good enough to win, man. You know, I mean, you know, so many other teams would love to have Carr, I think, on their team. And, and do you think – Devontae Adams would have even came here if it wasn't for Carr. I mean, thank God for that dude, you know, that he showed up and he's balling out. I mean, what would the record be without him, you know? Um, he's, he's a special player, man. Josh Jacobs, that dude's on another level. I love, you know, the way he's running angry in the motherfuckers, man. That dude deserves a contract. I just hope he stays with the silver and black, you know? Um, I'm hoping he stays with us. And, you know, Mad Max Crosby... That dude's a fucking beast, bro. I mean, if the guys had half the heart he has, we'd probably be, shit, 7-3 and three instead of 3-7, and seven, you know? Um, so, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's cool, man, to win. I, you know, hopefully they, they beat Seattle, man. If they beat Seattle, then, you know, we could start, you know, having some kind of hope. I'd rather have hope than to just watch them lose and think of the draft pick in April, man. I'm tired of that, you know, waiting until April and all that shit, but... But um, I did want to, you know, mention, I, I heard, you know, I heard you a few times mention this is it for the podcast, man. And I'm like, damn, I just started calling in, too. You know, and this is it. It's, it's about to end. But, man, I don't know, Raider Greg. I feel like we need this podcast now more than ever, you know. Um, I mean, just look at it like you and Randy getting good karma or something, you know, for all the therapy sessions you give us. Because it's definitely therapy for me. You know, it helps me out, you know, more losses for sure. But, I mean, even even when they win, the shows are good, man. It's good to, you know, listen to a show when they win, too. Um, but, you know, I guess in your heart of hearts, you know if this is it, you know. And, and I hope I hope you have a change of heart, you know, selfishly, for selfish reasons. But, you know, I, I hear you, man, you know. Like everybody else said, we you know we'll, we'll respect your decision. I, I do want to thank you as well uh, for for the podcast. You know, I've been listening for ten years, and I wish I would have found you guys a lot sooner. You know, but you know, um, I, I appreciate the podcast, man. All the hard work and dedication you guys have done. Um, I'm sure it ain't easy, man. I mean, and who knows, man? Maybe 
You know, I mean, we got to listen to the legendary voice at some time. Maybe you could do like a couple podcasts a year, maybe one in the beginning of the year, maybe one at the end of the year or something, a few hours, maybe there could be a few hours or something, or, or maybe if they make the playoffs, you could, you know, do a playoff run or something, you know, that would be kind of. Hey, Raider Greg, it's Raider Sam and Raider Randy, it's Raider Sam. Sorry, I got cut off talking too long, but I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, man, you know, to you and yours. And Hey, Raiders made my Thanksgiving two years in a row, really, last year for sure when they beat Dallas. But, you know, they made mine by winning. So um, the turkey will definitely taste better, you know, after this win. So, hey, man, happy Thanksgiving. You know, go Raiders. First off, bro, thank you for the props. And thank you for the heartfelt, you know, desire for us to go on. I really appreciate it. And who knows, right? I just want to make sure we don't just drop off the end of the earth. <laughs> so I want to kind of throw a warning out there that it could be the end. Yeah, man, these people who see Derek Carr, who are all ranting and stuff on him, they were not here. They were not here in those lean years. They weren't watching. They weren't into it. I'm here to tell you because you know I could tell that you know like I know that those were some lean painful years and I don't know why we can't get a defense bro I have no idea why we can't have a defense like we had in 2002 we had a good defense you know wasn't great but it was good good enough for Carter to win you know that's gonna happen for sure and the other thing I like the point that you made about just win baby and you know that commitment to excellence and just win baby is it should be real and I just don't know if I'm feeling it from Mark Davis because you know Rome wasn't built in a day was nothing that Al Davis ever said in any way shape or form so let's just think about that for a second win at any cost that was Al win whatever it takes that was Al So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens in the next game. I know this. I'm not going to get too emotional. And I know this, too. I love it when we beat the Broncos. I just love it. I love it, especially when I got to listen to their fan base. It is priceless, bro. God bless you, too, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And our next caller, my very good brother, calls in. Great caller from Dallas, Texas. That would be Raider Jesse James. Raider, greater, greater range in Raider Nation. What's going on, man? It's Raider Jesse James. Hey, brother, hope you're doing good. Um, happy to see you to the nation, to everyone out there. Play, you know, play it safe, play smart, first and foremost. Um, let me jump in real quick, uh, Raider Greg. I know that... Um, this season has been <laughs> bonkers for sure. But let me throw some dimension. Maybe you guys feel the same way I do. Um, after watching that last W and the team come together and the reaction, the genuine celebration in that locker room made me think that, unfortunately, we, we might have something here for the long term, which I didn't want. I wanted something I think we all did. But I think something's cooking uh, for next year, now, unfortunately. And who knows? Maybe they might make a stretch, you know, a, a winning stretch here and there. But there's a few players on the roster that I think Devontae and, and, and Derek have called out. And if you if your feelings get hurt and you're a player, then you know you're guilty. Um, but if you put in your work, you have nothing to worry about. I just think that they're coming together. It's taking some time. I, I, I think we don't have patience. That's the thing we've been waiting for so long. But um, hopefully I'm, I'm on the right track with something and they're, you know, heading in the right direction. Um, what's your take on that? What do you think about seeing them celebrate the way they did and just the unified chemistry that they have? Ready, great. Happy Thanksgiving. Great around. Appreciate your hard work. Ready Nation. Love you guys. Ready Jesse James, Dallas. I'm out. Again, thank you for the call, my good brother. And, uh, yeah, man, that celebration was real. There was nothing fake. There was no one hanging out behind the locker. 
you know, like Antonio Brown doing some crazy stuff on his his uh, phone. You know, I saw buy-in from everybody, and including McDaniels. So, gosh, man, it'd be hard for me to see that they're going to go back to the mopey, gropey, slopey team they were before this game. Um, hard for me to realize you know, if they had a build on this, that's fine. Let's build on it. Um, if there's players in there that aren't doing their jobs, I don't know why they didn't. They got rid of players that were last year. A lot of guys doing their job last season. So it's a mystery, man. We'll see. Hey, man, we're going to see up in Seacock country for sure. That will reveal everything. And perhaps, you know, who knows what goes on behind closed doors, but like I said, man, when Mark Davis says Rome wasn't built in the day, that is nowhere, anywhere on the stadium. It's not etched in stone. It's not on a banner. It's not on the Al Davis torch because it is a lame way of looking at our team. Appreciate it, brother. And our next caller is a femme fatale of the great Raider Nation. It was Callie in the South. She's calling in. I love this lady. What's up, girl? Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Kelly in the South Raider. I'm just calling in after that Broncos win. At least we beat them, right? I don't know what's going on with this season. But I did want to give a quick call just to say there is one good thing about this season that I have the bone line and I can't tell you what I would do if I wasn't able to listen to this podcast with Raider Greg and Raider Randy. Thank you to let me know that I'm not out here by myself and I got all my Raider Nation people that I can, that I can hear rant and rave or cheer and hoop and holler. I appreciate y'all and Go Raiders. Well, thank you so much. Listen, man, I love the bone line. I love knowing that I'm not the only one who feels the way I feel, A. And B, I love to hear other opinions because there's a lot of people that come on here and say different things. And I appreciate it and love it because it gives us all a different perspective on what's happening. And as far as beating the Broncos... We beat them six times in a row. That is brutal for them and their fan base. And all I got to say is just win, baby. (laughs) I love it. Thanks for the call. And our next caller from Dallas, Texas. Raider LaDon is in the house. I like this guy, man. He's got a straight-up view of our team. Go Raiders. I love the Raiders. Regardless of their record or wins or losses or whatever, that's my team. And I pull for them always. I know they'll be better at some point, and I'm going to stick with them until they get better. Later. Yeah, well, that's right, brother. First of all, thanks for the call. Second of all, you know, you're you're just saying what we all feel. Um you know, whatever they do, we just hope for a next win, um, which is what I look forward to is the next win. And I just hope they can pull this out and get it straightened out before next season uh, because you know, you've watched them long enough that uh, the rebuild thing is getting tired. But they're still my team like yours. Appreciate it, brother. Our next caller from Dallas. Raider Alex in the house, originally from Mexico City. Brother, I appreciate your call. What do you got for us? Hi, guys. Uh, Hey, Raider Nation. My name is Alex Mora. I'm from Mexico City. I live here in Dallas, Texas. And I'm born like a Raider, you know, like my father came me when I was eight years old to play real football, real football in Mexico City. And the name of of this team was Raider. They have the rice and the colors and everything. And that was on the 80s. 
you know, I think I'm born like a Raider and I'm going to die like a Raider. I, it, I don't care if they are good or not. I have silver and black on my bones. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Raider Nation, go Raiders! See, man, this is the international Raider Nation. I said it before, I'll say it again. Wherever you go, whatever country, Mexico, Spain, London, Germany, France, Acapulco, you name it, man, anywhere in the world, you're wearing your colors, you're going to get some conversation, man. I'm telling you, everywhere I've ever gone, there's been Raider fans. And they're just not like every other fans, like I've said before. They're very special because you can come together and talk about the Raiders and feel like if you talk to a brother or sister. It is amazing. It's an amazing fan base, man. It's one of the things that made me fall in love with this team because I just think once you're in, you're in. And that's the end of it, (laughs) irregardless of the record. Brother, thank you for the call. I appreciate it very much. And our next caller right out of Dallas, Texas, Raider Bobby's in the house. Looks like we've stirred up a beehive there in Dallas. What is up, my good Raider brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is uh, Raider Bobby coming to you from Dallas. Uh, I'm just here to talk about uh, the uh, Broncos game this past uh, couple of days ago. Um, my thoughts on the team is um, I think they bought into McDaniels. Um, Derek, everybody's chanting Derek's name in the locker room. I don't know if you've seen that video, but uh, they bought in. So um, hopefully we can go on a stretch here. Technically, we could still make the playoffs, but uh, those chances are slim. So um We'll see how the rest of the season kicks out. But uh, love the podcast, man. I want to hear your thoughts about McDaniels and Derek. And um, I'll be waiting to listen to you guys later on. Bye. Well, yes, I think it was very sincere. And I am hoping that there is buy-in. And I am hoping that, you know, I hate to even say this, but like the Patriots, do your job. Whatever job you got on this team, focus on it. Be your best at it so we can win some games. I'm hoping we see that Raiders in this next game with the 12th man and all the mumbo-jumbo because I'm going to tell you, I, I hated seeing the Seahawks beat us in London. It wasn't just a win. They just blew us out. And I hope that Raider Nation does not forget that And I hope that Derek Carr shares that loss with this team so that he can light a fire and uh, we can go in there to the great Northwest and lay some wood, silver and black wood, that is. Thank you for the call, brother. Our next caller is a familiar name and a familiar voice, and I love him. He's a gentleman of gentlemen. He's got a great wife, great family, super good Raider fan. He's seen it all. He's seen it all, and he's telling you in this call what it's all really about. What's going on, my good brother? Keith, the Crusader Raider, in the house. Hello, Raider Nation. Hot Dog. This is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, calling from London, England. Hello, Greg. Hello, Randy. Well, I've just returned from uh, the Second Crusade this year following the visit to Canton, Ohio, when I saw us win in pre-season. And uh, I've just returned from two losses, sadly, against the Jacksonville Jags and uh, the home game against the Colts. Um, lovely time down in Jacksonville, survived Hurricane Nicole and uh, the tornadoes. Shame about the result, but again, we threw away a 17-point lead and then headed into the new home in Vegas. Oh, my God, what a stadium. But... It's not Oakland, and it's going to take years to get used to it, if I ever do, having having all those good years. It was good to see a few people in the tailgate, uh, and it was good to hang out with a few few of the, the old people, Mike Madrid and uh, Cisco from the Black Hole and uh, Rachel and lots of, lots of old friends, but 
lots of new people in Vegas who haven't got a clue about football, haven't got a clue when to be quiet, haven't got a clue what they do, whether they stand up, sit down, make noise, and far too many visiting team shirts for my liking. So that's that crusader. We did come back and we did get the win in Denver. So I suppose that's one good thing anyway, for at least we've got the sweep over Denver this time. But we have got loads of problems in that team and loads of problems behind the scenes, I think, that uh, that are holding us back. And uh, uh, it's another rebuild, Greg. It's another rebuild. So next crusade, fly out on the 10th of December to the Bay Area. I'm hoping to catch up with you, Greg and Charmaine, uh, for dinner while I'm out, out in the Bay Area. Um, this is in old friends, and then um, before I head down, uh, back down to Vegas for the Patriots game. Um, might even sneak in a visit to the 49ers new stadium. It's time for Crusader Raider to go there when they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Greg, keep up the good work. Randy, it's always good to, to see you. Shame, shame I haven't had a chance to see you this season, but uh, um, hopefully next year we'll, we'll, we'll all get together again. I'd say Vegas, first visit. Not up, to my, not up to my liking too much, really, but I think I got spoiled with 25 years in Oakland. Guys, keep up the good work, and go Raiders. You guys hear this guy travels all the way from London, England, across the pond to see this team. He went to see the Jaguars' disgrace. He also went home to our new stadium to see the Colts' debacle. He is truly a silver and black phenom. He knows all of the super fans from the beginning to the end. Uh, All recognize him big time. He's a great guy, huge heart. And you know what he says about the new stadium is very true. Uh, They need to learn how to be fans. Because once you go to the Coliseum like we've been for many years, yeah, you get spoiled with fans who know when to be quiet. Know when to stand up and cheer. Know when to yell. Yeah, you got to get that straight there in Las Vegas. Um, and especially, you know, I, I got to tell you, the, the, the different colors in the stadium is a direct reflection on the price of the tickets. And nobody wants to hold those seats for the Raider fans that aren't coming. So if I spent all that money, I'd, I'd sell those tickets to whoever was coming. Um, it's a financial responsibility to your family, but I sure understand what you're saying, uh, certainly. And I hope to see you and your lovely wife here very soon. And you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving there. And uh, God bless you and yours, brother. And last but never least, Matty Rader from Albany, New York's in the house. What is happening, brother? Hey guys, Matty Raider, Albany, New York, calling in after the Donkeys game. Just happy we got a win. I uh, watched one of the videos post game in the locker room, and to see the joy on the guys' faces um, and celebrate. And I know it was for them. They were celebrating for them. I know they played for each other, not the uh, idiot we have as a head coach. So it was great to see. I don't care about draft picks or whatever you know draft pick position and tanking is for losers that's what the lions browns jaguars and whatever we're the raiders i don't care how we've been over the past 20 something years since our super bowl appearance it doesn't matter we're one of the iconic franchises in the nfl with legends uh that roam the hall of fame and many that aren't in there that should be there just let me add that but it's just great to get a win and i hate denver so it was great. Um, I can't stand them, and I just love that the whole Russell Wilson thing is blowing up in their face. So, and I haven't even touched on the fact that you and Randy are going to hang it up. Um, it just makes me sad, but I understand. And, you know, I don't want to get into it. I want to call in later. Hopefully you'll give us all an opportunity to call in later and uh, give you guys some love. But you know how much I love you guys and respect you guys. Um we're just very blessed you got to do this podcast for us. So I'll be calling in later, but I wish everybody a healthy and safe Thanksgiving. I hope I can make the uh, phone line before the holiday or close to it. But uh, we love you guys, and thanks. Go Raiders. First off, brother, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it very much because it is the fans that make this show and have made this show from the beginning. 
I mean, we used to have just a a, a uh, I don't know what it was. It was like you could you could text in what you thought, and we had all these people with all these different texts, and I would try to read them. It was nowhere near as good as the bone line where you can get on here and just say what you feel. And yeah, I think the celebration was truly sincere. And I don't know if they were celebrating for the coach. I think they were celebrating for each other. I'm glad the coach got in there. They gave him, and he gave him an extra day off, which they deserved. And I just hope this is a, a turning point, you know, because I don't want to lose. Nobody likes to lose, man. I'm telling you, I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to quote this knucklehead. But Rome wasn't built in a day. How does that match up with just win, baby? It just don't. So I'll leave that where it is. Uh, the ownership here is the issue. Um, not only the coach, but I don't want to put any dust on a super good game. We'll take the victory. I'll take the victory as a fan because it's always good to see a W. Makes your day makes you feel good. Makes you feel better. And especially that locker room uh, was no joke. There was no rehearsal for that. So, on that note, good win, Raiders. Good win, finally. And on that, I just want to wish everyone again a very happy and grateful Thanksgiving. I count my blessings this time of year about the health of my family, the health of my lovely wife, my church, my friends. You know, I just am so blessed that I have the Raider Nation as well, uh, Randy and Lisa, their family. All the fans we've met throughout time. I wish you guys the best Thanksgiving of all. And if you aren't having a great Thanksgiving, turn it around, man. Just turn it around. And I just want to wish you blessings for this beautiful day that we are to be thankful for God, for all that is provided at our table. On that note, I am Raider Greg at the Raider Nation Podcast. And Rand's going to correct me. RaiderNationPodcast.com And uh, we just want to wish you all a beautiful Thanksgiving. I'm Raider Greg, and I am out.